my friend Jennifer. She's my best friend, my closest friend. We have keys to each other, houses, friends. Not so we can like pop up in the middle of the night and play jokes on each other. So we, we can help each other in case of an emergency, things like that. We're each other's emergency contacts on the phone. But she's my one friend that she knows I have EDS. H-E-D-S, however you want to say it. She knows that I have this illness. She knows it stopped us getting together once a month for our lunches where we would go and just sit there and enjoy each other's company. Something that I lost the privilege of doing because my ability to sit was taken away from me. My ability to lie down, my ability to go out of the house, everything then became taken away from me. And she has been with me through all of this. But it's nice to have conversations with her because they don't pertain to the illness. She still treats me like she did before I was visibly sick. And I love that. I love, it. she's like the only person I connect with that doesn't have EDS. Everybody else that I connect with pretty much does. Where it has something to do with their fashion. Yeah, I don't, how many actual friends do I have that don't have EDS? Oh, well, I mean, I'm not that sad. I mean, I'm trying to think. I've got Neely, Bobby, Jennifer. I guess I can count Alexia again. She's back after three years. Uh, okay, that's four. That's bad. Oh, Lord. My son's been in school since he was five, and I've made one friend. I don't work well with others. <laughs> Perhaps I'm noticing a pattern. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think. Lylan's been in school since he was five. Actually, before that because he was able to go to Bright Beginnings. It's something that, uh, it's for children, I guess it's, uh, you know, for children that, like, you can't afford the daycare. My gosh, the daycare is expensive around here. And you can do, like, community things where, like, you have to give a day back and go and, you know, watch the other children. And I'm like, hey, uh, I don't want to watch other children. I just want to watch my own. And if I had the time to come in here and watch children, I wouldn't need you at all. But we wanted to get him around and, and acclimated to being around other children. And financially, I didn't know where we would fit with Bright Beginnings. But I was told, if you can, get your child into this program because it's with the school and they will... It will help him when he goes into kindergarten because they'll already know about his reading and and stuff like that. So we had him because, and this killed me, because I want, my husband's like, it'll give you a chance to go and do things that you can't do with your child. I'm like, what can I do that doesn't have my child? I don't need him to go to a daycare. I don't need him to go. So my husband was like, okay, we'll have him learn things too. So I was trying to find a place that would do that. Well, there was one place and every place that I was looking at, like I said, it was either a church and I didn't want to have to join a church in order to uh, to go and I didn't necessarily want I didn't want religion to be taught it's just my personal thing I just didn't want him going through it because of what I went through I wanted him to make his own decision and I wasn't putting him in Methodist I wasn't putting him in back I just wasn't doing Pentecostal I wasn't I just wasn't ready to make that religion choice with my baby boy 
because it wasn't like we went to a church every Sunday. So I didn't feel right going to the churches. And then I didn't want to do the community stuff because like I said, I never, I didn't babysit children for extra money growing up. I went to work in a real job. Not that watching children isn't a real job. I just realized what I just said. But when I was 12, going to work at McDonald's was better for me than going and watching a house full of children. As you may tell, not only do I not play well with others, I don't do children well. That's why I was like, I was never going to have kids because well, I was told I couldn't, but I just, I don't know how to act with kids. So I was worried. <laughs> so all of this being said, I was told, get your child into Bright Beginnings because in this area, it's a wonderful program and it will benefit him. I couldn't find any place else. Oddly enough, the place that we sent him to was Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D. They do nothing about God there, but they taught and they would teach him. Well, it got to a point that I realized all they cared was if the check cleared. And that wasn't that wasn't conducive in my mind to a good education or making sure that he was learning things properly and this, that, and the other. But he was doing well, but I just didn't want that. I wanted him to learn. So luckily, he qualified for the program two days before school was supposed to start. I got a call. The children that were supposed to go decided not to go, and now they had an opening. Would I like for Wyland to come in? Well, he didn't meet the criteria as far as verbally, like you have to take these tests and everything. He was doing quite well, but what got him in was it's one of those things where if your brother or sister get in because of a learning disability or because of the issue they have, then your brother or sister coming up can get into the program or if you have an issue with reading or whatever and they're three or four and you want to help them get into kindergarten, if they show that they're lacking, then they qualify to get in. Or if the child was born early, that's considered a possible hindrance on them in learning for whatever reason. And that's what I used. And I used the fact that save my kid from me because this is who he'll be with all day long if you don't accept my child. So the fact that he was born early, an emergency C-section that was scheduled because I didn't have enough amniotic fluid, but because of that and a child dropped out, he got into school. So he got into Bright Beginnings, and the great thing about that was they were really working with him and helping him with his reading, and come to find out, he had a little problem with, with like his S's, and it had something to do with his tongue. So we would do sp, like work on the S, and it would go S to the P, sp, and we did all this stuff. So we worked with the, and we worked with all of these things, stuff that I wasn't getting from Goddard and from anybody else that we had tried. So he was learning. Fortunately, this, I think, helped him. He's now in the Visions program. He's in the Accelerator program. He's, he, he accelerated programs. He's taking college courses. He's taking courses that, I mean, the math has letters in it. And I am, I mean, I was in summer school about three math classes ago for him when I was taking, I think it was geometry I mean, I think I had to take it twice in summer school in order to pass. 
but he's in all of that. So my son has been in the school. I went all the way there so I could come back to here. Uh So my son has been in school since that time, and I have made one friend. (laughs) Now that I think about it. And then he did Taekwondo for six years, and I made one friend. And then she left me for three years and just came back. So, no, I don't have a good... (laughs) Now I realize this is why why nobody came to visit you. You have no friends. And and, and I've listened to some of the podcasts. I'm starting to see why. But... Jennifer sent me a text message and she said, how is your day going with no company? That's what we call our husbands, our children. It's like, we all have company today, unable to do this, unable to do that, meaning like clean or do something that you want to do. So, I mean, who would have thought nine minutes in, I'd get back to what I was talking about when I started? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) So... Wyland had theater rehearsal from nine to five. My husband gets his schedule the night before. He had his first job at 9.45, so he was going to be gone. He had jobs all the way that were going to take him until being home until after five o'clock. I said, outstanding. This is going to be my day because I don't have a fascial session coming up till Tuesday. I'm like, I've got time. I now have energy. I've recovered from the other one and I'm ready to go. I am going to accomplish things and get things done. Then my son tells me he doesn't have to be in rehearsal until 945. I said, okay. Well, I was talking with my son last night and I said, you're going to have to take a lunch because you normally get your lunch at school. He doesn't take a lunch. That goes all the way back to elementary school. Is why he doesn't take a, why he doesn't like to take a lunch. But anyway, I said we don't have anything in the house for you to take a lunch. Perhaps we should talk about it tonight. He's like, oh no, we'll just deal with it in the morning. I said, but you're going to be rushing, and we're not going to have time. Oh no, mom, whatever. Well, I let my 15 year old evidently run me, so I didn't insist that he work on his lunch the night before. Other parents might have gone the next day and said, well, we didn't do it. I guess you'll just go hungry. You'll eat when you get home. Not me. I'm like, how do I cater to thee, Master Wyland? Because that's what I've done. But today was a good day in order for me to not have company. And I was able I actually accomplished a lot more when I sat down after I got her message. How did your day without company go? And when I sat down and was messaging and and letting her know my response, I realized I dropped my son off at 945. He wasn't worried about lunch. At 10 o'clock, I get a text message for him as I am turning on the road to go to Chick-fil-A to get my beverage because my son didn't want anything from Sonic and Sonic's the other way. And I said, that's what he wants for lunch. So I'll just drive home. I put in that order because as we know, I have learned the secret. You do the apps for any fast food restaurants you want because you just get in and get out. You don't have to wait in line. You don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to give them your card. You just go. I have learned the secrets to our Sonic and our Chick-fil-A. And you don't have to sit there in line and wait while they're preparing it. So 
as I'm getting ready to make that fateful turn, I get the message, you can just bring my lunch now because blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. I detour and go and place my order. It's at this time that I'm speaking with a friend of mine on the phone. We were having such a good conversation. And I said, that would be a good podcast episode. We need to talk about it. She said, okay. I said, I'll be home by 11 o'clock and we can do a show. She said, okay. And just in case you're wondering, it was Mel. I said, okay, Mel, this is what we're going to do. She said, okay. So I get home. I am trying to get everything together. I'm a few minutes behind 11 o'clock. Why? Because it's super windy today. And the top to my empty cup, because I got a cup of ice, because I saw that there wasn't enough in my cup, because I was at Sonic and I want my ice. So that cup, that top just flew across the yard. So I'm chasing this cup uh, top all through my yard. I get in. It's 11.15. I call her. I said, I'm sorry I'm late. Let's get together. We'll do it. At 11.34, as we're hanging up and I'm getting ready to send her the link, I get the message from my son. You can bring my lunch at 12.15. Now, this was after I had gone and gotten my son's lunch, gone back to the school, was sitting in front of the school for 15 minutes before I was like, I'm not waiting anymore. So that was the other thing that put me late to getting to the 11 o'clock appointment. So then... I explained to Mel, we could do the interview when I get back. I should be here by 12.30. She said, okay. I get to the school. It's 12.28. There is no child in sight. I'm waiting. He gets caught up in the moment. He comes out and finally gets his lunch. I said, okay, we're running behind, but it's okay. I'll be able to get home and get the interview done by 12.45. Started, we'll be good to go. And then I'll pick my son up. I said, okay, son, love you. See you at five. Oh, no. 1.30. I'll be done at 1.30. I went, but okay. So then I rushed back home. I get home at 12.44. It is at that time that I, I get up with Mel and I said, look, I apologize. Can we do this? She goes, yep, let's do it. Let's do the interview. So we go ahead and do the interview. I'm late picking up my son, but I explained to him that I had to do this interview. It was rude. I had to do it. He's like, oh, it's no problem. I'm, I'm fine at school. So I said, okay. Because the Rehearsal was still going on. It just wasn't for them. So he wasn't alone at the school. I then go pick up my child. Now he's been picked to do a special tap dance. Well, guess what? My son doesn't have a size 12 tap shoe sitting at the house. So we must then uh, go purchase the tap shoes. So I pick my son up. We go. We find the store. We get into the store. I'm like a little girl. Of course, what is on top of the shoes? A stuffed zebra beanie baby with a tutu. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're everywhere. This is a sign. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. But it wasn't worth the $21 for me to get the sign. So I just was like, cool, let's take a picture of it. Love it. So we get my shoes, the tap shoes. Of course, the $44 tap shoes. I'm like, they look great. But 
There's a more expensive pair in the back. They're leather. These are pleather. I'm good with pleather, but let me see the leather ones just in case. And of course, my child fell off of my husband's tree because he has expensive taste, just like my husband. Not given the fact that he looks identical to him and, well... I mean, when I put a baby picture out of my son many years ago, my husband went, I don't remember us taking that picture. I said, well, perhaps you shouldn't. You were two years old in that picture. I put it up next to your son's pictures to see if you could tell the difference between the two of you. Hence, no DNA test was necessary. I just say that as a joke. It wasn't necessary. Well, actually, you know, think about this. I was thinking, what a day. What a stressful day. I then go and take my son and I'm looking and as we're looking at the zebra and then I'm looking at these shoes, of course, the leather shoes, double the price, were the ones that fit the best. So I walk out and I'm thinking, how do I explain to your father why I spent 50 more dollars than, than what I was intending on spending? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I was like, I can't believe I'm having to get the more expensive shoe. We don't even know. I mean, he's never had a tap lesson in his life. But it made sense at the time. The salesperson made a pitch for it. And I'm like, well, let's talk to someone who's not getting a commission. <laughs> no, she was a really, really nice person. It was Dancer's Boutique. And she was really, really cool. And she really did try to keep us out of the more expensive shoe. But it, it sounded better. It looked on, It looked better on his foot. So... We go ahead and get that shoe. I then come home. I record my son tapping on this plastic thing that you have. Like I, I got him one of those plastic little things that you sit your desk chair on so he didn't put grooves in the floor. So we brought that out and he was tapping and I recorded him. And then I looked at him and I thought to myself, wow, I mean... I couldn't have done this two years ago. I guess I am getting a little bit better. It's 10 minutes after four. I did an interview for another day. I did everything I just told you about. Working on doing the clothes, working on trying to straighten up the house, trying to get a few things done. And then thinking to myself, wow, who knows how I'm going to be a few weeks from now, a few months from now, next year this time. Who knows? The world is my oyster, right? <laughs> but today... It's not perfect. I'm not looking at a completely clean home. I am on my second soda pop. Probably going to get my third in a little bit because my son wants to drive and go back out to Wawa. <laughs> the french fries that they cook there don't get served until after four. Evidently, I found this out, so he didn't want to go earlier. And we don't eat out all the time. I don't want anybody to think we don't. It's just one of those things how it works. And he got a gift card for Wawa at Christmas. 
I don't know why I'm defending my spending habits with you, but hey, I'm just, I'm kind of giddy. I can't believe what I was able to accomplish today. Again, it's not perfect. I'm not exactly where I want to be at the moment. But I'm not in the bed. I'm in a little bit of pain. I've taken some pain medication. I think I'm going to take some more before I do my next, my next task. But today, for being completely uneventful, meaning I didn't pay a bill, I didn't clean up an area, I didn't do anything that I was expecting to get done. But I was needed, and I was able to be there, and I was able to talk to a friend, and I was able to share with you that I'm still standing. So yeah, we're going to chalk this up to me improving a little bit, a lot of it actually. That's, that's what we're going to look at. It is a long road that I have been going down, but it is a trip that I have shared and that I will continue to share in hopes that it will help someone out there. Our fascia is not It's, it's, it's sad that working on our fascia hasn't had a greater impact on our health industry. It's a shame that we're into 2024 and we're discussing fascia and the impact that it can have on your body. The fact that there is a connection between pain and chronic inflammation. And it involves the desensification of collagen structures, which is our fascia, and the restructuring of hyaluronic acid, the fascia. Every time we connect our body to some sort of pressure. And for regular individuals, that could be a fall. That can be surgery. But for us, pressure to our fascia, the very thing that encapsulates everything in the body, from the muscles and the skeleton to the organs and the cells, This very, this all in our body tissue is in our body. This fascia is how the fluid flows that moves between all the cells. It's the way our body communicates. It is a function that absorbs the pressure that we have exposed our bodies to and the fascia 
has a way of storing memories, thoughts, and feelings. Fascia is what connects our entire body as a whole. And nobody has been studying it to make me better so I don't have to sit here and do a podcast about woohoo. Look what I did in a day because if I had listened to the doctors, I would be on a feeding tube and in a wheelchair in my bed. And nobody wanted to study fascia and the doctors want to sit there and make me feel like an idiot because I think I'm getting relief from working on my fascia. Go back a year ago and listen to the podcast. Go look at anything I've put out. (laughs) I have not gotten better because of medications and because of doctors and because of surgeries. I have been put behind because of the PTs that the doctors have sent me to. I have been put behind because of the surgeries, the steroid infusions, everything that the doctors have tried have put me behind. But putting pressure on a fascial adhesion and tearing it off of my pubic bone is what's working. So if that's what I have to do and I have to shout it from the rooftops to get anyone to listen, fortunately we had the podcast and I'm very grateful for it because now, you know, I used to feel like a big fish in a little pond. Now I'm definitely a little fish in a big pond, but it's okay. We're in a lot of countries now. I was only in the Norfolk market before made a few places. I was on the internet, but it wasn't my name. Now, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I got a little lost there. Yeah. People need to start studying fascia. People need to start giving it some consideration. Because I wouldn't have experienced any of today if I hadn't decided to start becoming my own advocate and finding something that worked for me. So I don't know where you are on this trip, but I appreciate you sharing your time with me. Look forward to your messages. I look forward to tomorrow, and I appreciate all the followers on Spotify and you giving me your time. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.